Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries and it is Thursday, April, I mean April, not April, we're in May. <laughs> Golly, I can't believe it is already May 6th. It's after Cinco de Mayo. We we have uh, a good friend of mine, a guy who is no stranger to SWAT, uh, Congressman John Rutherford, uh, uh and we go back uh, to when I was an FBI agent. He was a sheriff is when I first met him. And he's now in his third term, right? Third, yep. Third yep. term. Third term. And uh, recently got put on the House Ethics Committee. Yes. Which uh, I'm glad. Boy, there needs to be some ethics up there. Not to get judgmental, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I am so glad that they've got you there. You're also, I think, on uh, military uh construction or whatever a base is yeah or something. I'm, I'm on three appropriations subcommittees uh milcon military construction and veteran affairs uh t hud transportation housing urban development and of course homeland security and uh wow uh, the, the 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 va uh i i i am so thankful under the last administration that they were able to do they they've made a lot of changes oh, and it's absolutely. it's like a different organization still Right. Room for improvement, but it is it is a night and day from what it was uh, seven eight years ago. It, it absolutely is the the um, you know the the Veterans Accountability Act uh, made a tremendous difference. The Mission Act made a huge difference, and uh, Veterans Armed for Success. Yeah, uh, we got that through. Yeah, well, uh, I, President I, Trump signed that into law, and now Operation New Uniform, which is a local group, I patterned this statue after them uh-huh. and and we now help veterans uh uh you know our military personnel as they are transitioning out through the taps program uh the transition assistance program they going you know going out looking for jobs we help them uh through onu uh, ONU helps them get get jobs, and they have tremendous success, which is great. Because the problem a, is they don't have enough money. Well, it, that's so a now t- we're working on that. It's a tough transition sometimes out it of is. the military, it is. Um, and so I really uh, appreciate that. Uh, the other thing we have in common is I was an FBI agent. He went through the FBI National Academy, right? And uh, right. that was back when the FBI had some uh, integrity. I don't know. Yes. Um, you know, and and I do want to say it breaks this. my heart. Well, though. it does. That you know, the, by and large, a lot of the field agents are oh, good yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, uh, and the, it's just, uh, I'm I'm really disappointed. Just to be candid with you, with the leadership, uh, yeah. uh, because it, it is it, it has been very politi- politicized, like yep. DOJ and everything yep. else. And so, uh, like the IRS, uh, yeah. It was weaponized. And now even apparently the CIA is, 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 uh, I don't know if you saw that ad. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, But anyway, uh, we are so glad to have you here because I want to talk to you. I I have not had you on since the big brouhaha in in, uh, Washington, January 6th, uh, which was a big thing in our country. The media has given a lot of narratives. A lot of people talk about the insurrection that happened mm-hmm. there. And uh, 
you know, a lot of people who had legitimate legislative concerns about the election of 2020, right. uh, including you, uh, <clears throat> and, and had a right to be concerned because there were things that happened that were not right legislatively. Uh, that the state legislatures are the ones that determine the electorates, uh, and, and a lot of those how were, they will be selected. Yes, how they yep. will be selected in Pennsylvania and Arizona and other places. There were things that went on that should have been investigated that caused pause, and you were basically labeled an insurrectionist if you thought that you shouldn't have counted those electorates or at least examined them. Right. And, and had a redo. And I want to read you something just to get your take on it. Uh, there's a U.S. code. Uh, this is a law, a federal three. law. Right. Yeah. Uh, Title three. Title three yeah. that says, upon such reading of any such certificate or paper, the president of the Senate shall call for objections, talking about the electoral right. college votes, if any, <clears throat> but the two houses concurrently may reject the vote or votes when they agree that such votes or voter votes have been so regularly given have not, have been, not been not been yeah, I'm that's sorry. the key yeah. not been yeah so have, regularly yeah given. they have not been regularly given by electors whose appointment has been so certified right it says in case there shall arise the question which of two or more of such state authorities that's determining the second objection yeah so there's, there, so there's two the second one says determining which electors have been appointed, as mentioned in Section 5 of this title, right. is the lawful tribunal of such state the votes right. regularly given to those electors. So basically what it's saying is if the states did not lawfully select those electors, then the United States Congress can raise an objection, which you're a congressman, right. right? And you can demand either a recount, I assume, as a remedy – or, no, or they, you just those, outright reject them. They they would be rejected uh, in the count, and and then the, so there's two reasons you can you can object, uh, and they're in the law right there. You yeah. just read both of them. Yeah. One is the elector slates were not regularly given, so something in their election process back in the state was irregular. Okay. The other the other is you have two two bodies of government from the state that may send you dueling you have two sets of electorates exactly yeah like so you got it, some that are saying right. president trump and then won. we have to decide which one? which one's which yeah you, you know which one are we going to take and so mm-hmm. if in and, and if you you know if you look at the very beginning of of uh title three usc 15 what what that says everything that we were doing on january 6th is in that statute the fact that we met on January 6th, you know, we didn't just pick a date. It's in the law. We will meet at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We didn't even pick the time. The time is in the law. We will meet at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The way we meet, we meet in joint session. That's in the law. USC, uh, 3 USC, subsection 15, says all those things. It says what you just read about the the president of the Senate well, it's the, well, vice, it's the pres- vice president of the United States, president of the Senate, acting at that time, in joint session, must ask for objections. And then it goes and on. There to were, expl- and there was objections raised. There were I objections raised. Yeah. And, 
and there's a way that you have to present those objections. You can't just stand up and say, I object. They have to be in writing. You have to have, it has to be signed by a uh, state house member, or I'm sorry, uh, a, a U.S. Uh, house member. has to be signed by a U.S. senator. All of, and then it says that you'll, the Senate will go back to their uh, body, we'll, we'll stay in ours, and we'll have two hours of debate. They will vote, we will vote. And that and, process and was to, going and on. And that process was going on when, uh, you know, the, uh, the, people, came the people came into the Capitol unlawfully, and they need to be held accountable for that. Those that crashed into the Capitol need to be held accountable. I got no problem with that. But don't blame me for what those people did because I'm following the Constitution. And, in fact, it, it, it was so, it was so uh, almost surreal, Doug, that I signed on to an amicus brief to, pre- to present this information that we just talked about to the United States Supreme Court with the Texas case. And 18 other states signed on. We're going through a, a, a legal process, and people are calling me a seditionist. I'm, I'm well, like, I know. Well, you, you, were, guys are, you guys are nuts. You, you were you know, vilified. You have no idea what you're talking about. You were vilified. People were calling for your resignation. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're just tuning in to SWAT radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing a Truth, or Advancing Truth. And, you know, Congressman Rutherford, he's a SWAT guy. He's a believer. Uh, if you haven't heard his testimony from before, you can just go to the SWATradio.com west, uh, website and put his name in, Congressman Rutherford. Go back and listen to his testimony because I want to talk to him about other things, but it's fascinating. He was reading the Bible in a police car, and that's how God brought him into the kingdom. And But he is a brother in the Lord who is serving our country at, at one of the highest levels, and he has been vilified simply for raising legitimate constitutional concerns. And, see, we have been so politically divided, Congressman, Mm -hmm. that it's sad to me because what y'all were doing, uh, uh, whether it was Senator Cruz or Senator Hawley, uh, uh, all of the people that had concerns were labeled as racist. They were labeled as people who were trying to illegitimize the election. That was not their intent. It was to make sure that it was right. gone about correctly because, in fact, didn't in Pennsylvania, there were a lot of irregularities oh. constitutionally with the state legislature. Yeah, because the and, – and here's what happened in all six of the states that we were going to object to. Mm-hmm. The state legislatures had set down election laws, how they would regularly select – the manner that they would regularly select their electorates, and governors, secretaries of state – and judges changed it. But but here's what I say about those that attack me. Yeah. I, I remind people, they crucify my Lord. All they do is talk bad about me. So I'm okay. <laughs> well, you I'm know, okay. Well, and to be quite honest with you, when you do what you do, and, and you, you you're going to get attacked. You, you, you do, and you experience this as sheriff too. I mean, like when right. you lead, yep. and, and uh, there, it's just sad <clears> to me that what you and the other congressmen and senators were trying to do, and we got to go to our first break, but um, y'all were trying to do 
what's uh, right legislatively. We were upholding the law. And, and, and you were vilified for it. And yeah. that's one reason I'm happy to have you on today because I want to ask you some about these processes, whether it's H.R. 1, 5, or 8, oh, and talk okay. to you about some of those yeah. and help our listeners understand so we know better how to pray for you, okay? Absolutely. Okay, Thank hey, you. listening to SWAT Radio, we're going to be right back with Congressman John Rutherford after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. You know, you may be wondering, hey, how... It's uh, SWAT Radio is a, a spiritual a men's discipleship program about practical and relevant truth uh, for God's word. What are you doing talking to a congressman on there? Well, this congressman is a brother in the Lord, and he has shared on here before his testimony, and he is serving our country. He has served our community. He was a sheriff here who oversaw one of the largest sheriff's departments in the country mm-hmm. and uh, the biggest landmass county in the country. Yep. And uh, he has served well, and I've known him a long time and appreciate his service because I was telling him before we, we went on air, I said, I don't know how you do what you do up there. <laughs> I could not do it because it, it it seems like a cesspool from here, just to be honest with you, Congressman. Right. I, I know it's not. I know there's good people there out there, good people. but it's hard because everything gets so twisted in the media. Even yeah. you, I know you've been vilified, yeah. but I, I want to talk just for a second about something. I, I, I want to talk about the, um, the, the, uh, the, the law enforcement in our country right now, because mm-hmm. I know that's dear to you. You yeah. served as a, yeah. a sheriff, you served on the beat, you served on the ground and worked your way up and actually uh, led this great department here. And w- tell me what you see from your perspective up there in D.C. going on with yeah. the police in this country right now. Well, listen, Doug, I, I think this really plays to the whole movement within our country. 
And and when you talk about the relevance of being here on a on a Christian station, I'm here to tell you this battle going on in Washington D.C. is not just flesh and blood, folks. It's principalities. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that, you're missing half the battle. We have to approach this as a battle of principalities because people are wanting to change our culture. Mm-hmm. They want to change our country. They want to change what we believe. Mm-hmm. And and that is why Christian channels and and what you're doing is so very important. Mm-hmm. It 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 is a battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And 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 I believe that and one thing that, that I see going on right now, and if you read the book, The Thin Blue Line, uh, and then you read Rules for Radicals, uh, what you realize is what's going on today with law enforcement is a vilification to nullification mm-hmm. so that local law enforcement is no longer valid. We need a national law enforcement organization to run everything because we can't have all of these different diverse agencies being run by sheriffs. Uh, you know, we, we have to have control. We need control. And so what they're trying to do is create this false narrative that local law enforcement is out of control and they need to step in and take over. That's where they're headed because – in the book, The Thin Blue Line, it finally falls down to you have you have the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And the Thin Blue Line is the law enforcement in the middle. That's where the term comes from. Mm-hmm. And they want to control that law enforcement line in the middle because it's not going to be in the middle. It's going to be protecting them, the mm-hmm. haves, from the have-nots. And, and so the best way to do that is to defund the police, to uh, demoralize the police, to to abolish the police, and and that's and you've heard them. That's the abolish goal. They're, they're, they're not that, even covert about it. That is the goal. That <laughs> yeah. is the goal. Now, and, and I'm going to tell you this: for folks that understand battles of principalities, I want you to go look at pictures of Baphomet. B a p h m a t m e t. Baphomet is the the goat head devil. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, you know who I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, you've seen him with the pentagram and, yeah, yeah. and all that. Look at what's tattooed on his arms. What's tattooed on his forearms? On one side is Salve, the other side is Coagula. And this is exactly what's going on. The devil is working in this country because salve is to dissolve. Mm-hmm. So you have to destroy everything, ruin everything, defund the police, demoralize the police, uh, abolish the police, and then rebuild it back, coagula, with like coagulation of your blood. Yeah, yeah. So you coagulate back in the format that they desire. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on with every institution in America. Mm-hmm. They're trying to tear them down and build them back the way they want them in their socialist, Marxist uh, ideology. And that's what that's what we're fighting against. It's nothing less than that. Well, and I, I think I told you last time, I spent the first 15 years of ministry going to Russia. And the problem is most of the people 
that are advocating this have no idea what went on over in Russia. Right. They don't know what socialism or, or, or Venezuela or wherever, you know, they, yeah. the, the bottom line is all the people I've that, been Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the people that yeah. think this is a great idea don't understand that tyranny is ultimately what's going to happen. Right. And when they have this national police force, they will enforce. It's like, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm watching this, and I mentioned this the other day, mask. You know, like now you got people on airlines that basically can th- not just throw you off. You and can you be fined and be arrested yeah. because you don't yeah. pull it up far enough. It's not yeah. even that you're not wearing yeah. it. I mean, they just don't like the way. This is insane, John. Right. And, and listen to this, Doug. That's, that's why I, I ask people, go back and think about last summer. Okay, all the cities that were being burned and looted and robbed and, you know, just all the chaos that was going on. The one thing that they all had in common, Mm -hmm. every one of them was run by an appointed chief, not chief of police. Not one of them was run by an elected sheriff because elected sheriffs work for the people. Now, you can have a bad sheriff, too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling I'm here to tell you. That would never have happened, not in a city that I was responsible for. Uh-huh. And, and so we need to look at that as kind of a precursor to, you know, where this whole attack on law enforcement is going right now. Mm-hmm. They, they want all police to be appointed and run under this national banner, not local police that are under control of sheriffs and people that are elected by the people that have the right to take their their, their civil rights away. You know, they can put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Never give up your right to elect that position. Yeah, well, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day. I don't know if you saw this video, but there's a pastor up in Canada when the police came out oh, to his place, yeah. and he told he him to threw get him out. out. Yeah. He said to get out. Yep. And people go, well, no, you got to respect the police. You got to respect the law. You do, but you know, you have rights in this country. Right. People can't just come into your place and take you out unless they have probable cause to believe a An crime arrest warrant or, or, or right. probable cause that a right. crime has been committed. Right. And they have they can't just go into arbitrarily any house they right. want or any place. Right. And and I was thinking about Paul when Paul asked the centurion. He said. Hey, is uh, is it lawful for you to be beating somebody who's uncondemned? There's nothing yeah. wrong with us standing up pushing for, back. for, for right. pushing back against that kind of a thing. And, you know, but I, I want to go back to you being in Congress. What can we do as private citizens out here to help you? How can we, other than pray, I, of course we want to pray big, for you, yeah. but, but how else can we be involved? Because in, sometimes you feel helpless to sit here and yeah. watch what's happening. Do yeah. you, how can we help? Well, to, s- several things, Doug. I think first and fo- foremost, people have to stand up for their rights mm-hmm. uh, and understand their rights. Number two, you, you've got to you've got to make sure that you are informing yourself with good information. You know, I I look at uh, all these bills, HR one, HR five, HR eight, all these bills, and I look at these these titles that they put on them. Folks, I'm here to tell you, the titles on a bill mean absolutely nothing. Nothing. For for example, the Equality Act. It's not about equality. It's about transgender boys going in the 
bathroom and in the in the shower with my granddaughters. That ain't happening. Well, wow. uh, that that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Girl, girls having to compete for scholarships against transgender boys. It ain't. That's not. That's not equality. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and that's what that says, right? That gives. Oh them, yeah. Uh, does it give them codified, protected legal status? Oh yes, and it takes away the the religious freedom rights to object. So, your your religious freedom rights are are basically done away with through this Equality Act. Hmm. So how you can't can, object? So so would it be helpful then? Should we? Should people write uh, you and Senator Scott and Senator Rubio? Yeah, and- you, they, they should always, if if I take a vote, I, I tell folks all the time, if I take a vote and you can't figure out why I voted that way, call me and, and let me tell you. For, for example, I'll give you the best one. Because everybody knows that I'm opposed to, or, or I support, not opposed, mm-hmm. I support background checks for, for firearms. Mm-hmm. Well, well, here's the thing. The, um, the, uh, the background check bill is a Trojan horse. The bipartisan background check bill was really a Trojan horse. On the outside, it's a, it's a background check bill. But on the inside, it's a registration bill. And it was really actually going to create registrations of every firearm sale in America. Every new firearm sale that's already done and every private sale. Which is not done, right? Which is not done. And so, and look, the Brady campaigns already said, made very clear, you know, the, the, the last step before confiscation is registration. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that bill was going to do. And I voted against it. And I had so many people reach out. Thankfully, they reached out and said, John, what? I thought you supported background checks. And I'm like, I do, but I do not support firearm registration because the next step is confiscation that's right yeah and that's one of the founding father uh safeguards that they put in our constitution the right to bear arms that's right to prevent tyranny within um so hey well when we come back we're going to jump into the voting bill hr1 ah, what's okay. going on up in georgia people's perception all of that over the the, all over yeah. the country and why that's important hey you're listening to uh congressman john rutherford Uh, One of our public servants here, he's been in service uh, to our community for a long time. Lift him up in prayer, please. Pray for his wisdom, discernment. Pray for his family. And uh, we're going to be right back with more uh, with Congressman Rutherford on SWAT Radio after the news. to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with my friend, Congressman John Rutherford. Hey, listen, if you've got a question that you would like uh, me to ask Congressman Rutherford, I can't guarantee it'll get on on air, but uh, if you send it to Doug 
at SWATradio.com, D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. Uh, I'll try to get it on to him before we finish the program. We were talking right before we went to break, Congressman, about um, what people can do because people feel helpless right now in yep. a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, to, I mean, they it feels like our world's kind of going a little bit out of control, mm-hmm. uh, and it starts in D.C. I mean, like just with crazy stuff like people getting double, you know, they're getting vaccines, and yet we still have to wear yeah. the mask, and just there's really no recourse to any of that stuff specifically we were talking about some other things and you were sharing how we can be involved Uh, continue to elaborate on that if you will how can we who live here in jacksonville florida help you and help our congress and our senate and the leaders up there other praying is important and i don't want to, to to say that's not important it is but what practically can we do as well well, listen. The Lord works through us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are His hands here on 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 earth. Not that He needs us. Yeah. I mean, He could. But do He it, chooses yeah. to. But use he, us. he chooses to use us. And and so, one one thing that I would that, that I would remind people that some of the biggest challenges that we have right now is over forty percent of uh, Gen Z believe that socialism is better than capitalism. Uh, the millennials is even higher. Uh, so, so we need to understand that our schools have been taken over. Mm-hmm. Go read books like Rules for Radicals and look at the look at the moves in that in that book that have to take place for a society to be socialized. And and you'll see, uh, you know, nationalizing the police, high taxes, take over the health care, take over the family. Now you've got the family. Uh, the American Family Act that that Biden's proposing, that whole thing is is to to take over the rearing of children and the indoctrination of children, not the education of children, but the indoctrination. And so we need to be paying attention to our school boards. We we've got to get involved in what in what our children are being taught, how they're being taught, what they're being taught, and and then in addition to that. People have to get back involved in their local politics. Their local because that's what feeds Washington D.C. Yeah, go run for the school they, board. Run go, for run the, for the school board. Run for these local party offices. Uh, get involved in your local party. Uh, Dean Black for the Republican Party is doing an amazing job bringing that back together because, quite frankly, it, it, it I don't think it was hitting on all cylinders like it should have been. Uh, he's doing a great job with that. We need to be sure that we maintain closed primaries. I don't want Democrats determining who's going to be the winner of a Republican primary. Okay, yeah, explain that real quick for people who may not understand what you're yeah, talking about. You, you need to have where only Republicans can vote for Republicans in the primary. Now, th- these jungle, they call them jungle primaries where it's open and anybody can vote for anybody. What you can have is people cro- voting across party lines to minimize the the effectiveness of the other party uh, that's not a good place to be uh, you you want closed par- primaries where people are responsible to their party and their party ideas and then you have your runoff uh, in in the general election that's the way it should be I don't want Democrats deciding who is going to represent Republicans in the runoff well you re- you represent 
Florida. Now, up, Florida's got it, that, yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're okay. You, you represent Florida up in uh, Washington, D.C. as a U.S. congressman. As you look at your state, all right, we are we are getting a lot of people coming down from up north. We are. Because, and this is the thing that uh, that is interesting to me. People come from up north because they're getting away from bad leadership. Right. But then they come down here and they vote bad leadership. <laughs> they, they have very liberal views. And I don't understand the, the mentality there. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about well, election laws. You, uh, uh, you, you might be a little surprised that the folks that are coming down, at least the early ones coming down, most of them are the more conservative. Are they? Actually, uh, because they're getting out early. Uh, but I, I was speaking to a group at the beach, and, uh, and it's all – uh, newcomers, yeah. you know, uh, they, they've been here less. I think the rule was you had to be here less than five years. And, uh, and I had a great, great meeting with them. A lot of good, a lot of good folks all from, you know, mainly up North. And, and I jokingly told them, I said, you know, by a show of hands, how many of you moved to Florida because we don't have a state individual income tax, you know, and just about every hand in the place went up. And not jokingly, well, not jo- I was half joking. I said, "Now listen, don't come down here and vote the way you did up there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you'll wind up with the same thing here. We'll end up getting the it's same a, thing." Yeah. But well, uh, so, I mean, everybody laughed, and we we had a good. Uh, but but it's true, like, exactly what you said. Don't come down here and vote the same way you did up there, expecting a different outcome. Yeah, it's going to be the same. So, talk a little bit about HR one. For people out there who hear about HR one, tell people the reality. You've seen the bill, right? You know yes, what's in it. Yes. Tell that, people what is actually in that bill. Listen, it, and and again, it goes back to the titles on bills for the people. This is not for the people. This is for the politicians. Uh, for, first of all, this bill basically nationalizes uh, state elections. It, it it takes control away from states. The state of Florida requires voter identification. They would no longer be able to do that because this law supersedes state law and says you can't ask for to have voter ID. It You can't uh, uh, have a law that says you can't do mail-in ballots, uh, you know, not absentee, but any mail-in. If if AOC or well I don't want to talk about her if 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 a politician raises two hundred dollars it gets matched with uh, twelve hundred dollars from or fourteen hundred dollars from uh, the treasury. Wait, wait a minute. So, so where are we getting that money from? From you? Oh, from the taxpayers? But, 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 that, oh, so that's, yeah, that's why I say this is for the people. I don't yeah. think so. This is for the politicians. Yeah. All I got to do is raise two hundred, then I'm gonna get twelve hundred from you for my fourteen hundred. Wow! And like we it's have, ridiculous. Like we have money to give. Well, I want yeah. you. You made a statement about the voter ID. I don't understand why people have such a problem with voter ID because you have to have an ID to get medicine at Target. To you, do you, anything. You, you got to have right. an ID for everything. So why right. why is there? Do you, do you have you been able to find out why there's such a backlash against voter ID? Yes, and, and and I think it's because they, the the people that push back against voter ID, knowing how easy it is to get one, 
I question whether they really want a high-integrity voting process. Mm -hmm. I think they want to allow people to vote that shouldn't be voting, that don't have ID. Like in we Nevada, don't know who they like, are. Like when dead people vote, we don't know who they are. They, yeah, right. Um, so it, it's look. All that does is increase the integrity of the vote. It doesn't suppress the vote. Mm-hmm. What what it does is make sure that every vote counts. Which you know, I think everybody should want that. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't want my vote being offset by a dead person. I, I don't either. I don't, or, I just, or an illegal alien. Yeah. Well, and by the way, some did vote in the last. They election. absolutely do. And so, and, and and you know, you and I were talking earlier, and if we don't repair it, and what Georgia did right. was they said we had some problems, and we want to make sure we don't have those same problems again. And now, in, in Major League Baseball. You know, they left because people said, you know, you can't do this. So right. uh, I want to go to Big <laughs> They went to a state that had tougher uh-uh. election laws than the ones that they were fleeing from. Well, well, that's what's so crazy about it. So what are we doing at a congressional level uh, and a Senate level about Twitter, Facebook, and, you know, other – you know, when oh, I – great, great. You were on this program – um, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a less than a year ago, I tried to advertise your interview after the fact. It, it was a mm-hmm. good program, and I wanted to share it, and I was denied access by Facebook because it was too political. And we yeah. didn't even talk about politics hardly on the thing at all. We talked yeah. about just your testimony. So yeah. what are we doing to prevent stuff like just happened to Stefanik? Look, we, you know, yeah, we, we just had we, we just had in our conference down in uh, Orlando a, a task force sit down. Well, it wasn't the task force. We sat down to talk about and put together a task force that's going to look at big tech. I believe what we need to do is, number one, we need to use some antitrust laws. They've gotten way too big. Mm-hmm. They control too much of the, their portion of the economy and others. Uh, well, look so, at Amazon. So, that, so that's Amazon can ruin anybody. Anybody. And, and so what I think we need to do with Facebook in uh, these uh, search engines, Google, others, big tech, what we need to look at is running them as a utility. We need to do them. We need to treat them the same way we did Ma Bell. Which would mean they would come under we, your regulations. They would right? come under regulation. We would bust them up. Uh, they can't be that big. Create some competition again uh, so that they we don't have. Look, it, it's scary when they can come in and shut down Parler because they don't like their speech and they destroy a billion-dollar business overnight. That's scary. They can They can shut out. Anybody's voice, the 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 former president, the the story about Biden, uh, uh, Hunter, Hunter, Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know that was the Iron Curtain coming down in, in America. We we have to push back on that. What's always made America free is uh, Article One. You know, we have free speech. We have free uh, the right to our, uh, practice our religion. And look, if they can start constraining these rights, what you can say, like your 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 rights to talk about transgenders and that can, that all goes away with this Equality Act. Yeah, and well, well, and we'll we'll pick back up. We got to go to our last break. 
Um, but I, I, I want to come back to it because I want to tell you about something that happened with a vaccine and a doctor that I posted that they, they put mm. out was a lie. They just put says false information. And uh, that needs to stop. But anyway, yeah. um, hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I'm talking to Congressman John Rutherford. Uh, we got one more segment. If you want, have a question, send it to Doug at uh, SWATradio.com. That's D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back with our last segment on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with Congressman John Rutherford. Um, and again, I, I know you're getting a call here because no, that's I appreciate you being here. I know you're busy. you got a lot of stuff going on in our country. And, and we're um, talking to Congressman Rutherford about how we can pray for him. I hope that as you're listening to this, you will know how to better pray for him. He said earlier, it is a battle of principalities. You know, our our uh, theme verse is Second uh, Corinthians ten four, which the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. We have got to go to our knees mm-hmm. and pray for our leaders and pray for wisdom for them. Because, you know, when he talks about um, them uh, changing our country, we were a country based on Judeo-Christian values. Our country uh, is what it is because our founding fathers put in place things that they they felt endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that they wanted to convey to the people and make sure those rights weren't squandered or taken away. They did not want tyranny. And what what, what he's talking about is a change to where there is tyranny. And there won't be this freedom to go help other countries in the world because all the other countries that get in need, you know who the first person they look to is the United States. And all that's going to change because we're, we are radically changing quickly. And I was sharing with uh, Congressman Rutherford before the, sorry, uh, get into a preaching mode, Congressman. That's all right. Um, But I was sharing with you earlier that, that when people, 
people are being we're, we're, we've gone through a a sexual revolution in the 60s and some people believe that's the greatest revolution that's impacted our country greater than the industrial revolution greater than the american revolution mm-hmm. that the sexual revolution has now brought us to a place where a man who is born and created by god as a biological male can make a pronouncement that no i am a female and the world around has to accept that reality and not only accept it they've got to affirm it and that's yeah. different you know and and this law this equality act would make it codified for us to affirm it so how can we push back against that as believers we pray but how practically can we be involved to push back well look i i, I think we have a responsibility to push back on this every opportunity we get, whether it's at the local level, at the national level, look so, some of these some of these folks that um, you know you see uh, they're coming out and they want uh, these companies want to want to come out and back. For example, there there's there's four hundred corporations that have gotten behind the Equality Act. I bet Delta Airlines is probably one of them. American Airlines, <laughs> Coca-Cola. I mean, you can go look at the list. They, you know, and the reason they're doing that, Doug, is because they hear from their constituents that use their products. They need to be hearing from the rest of us that use their products. Because a lot of times the Christians don't make their voices known right. that way. If they want to get into business... If they want to get into the business of politics, we need to get them into the business of politics, but they need to hear from both sides. Mm-hmm. That's what aggravates me. And now, and, and I guarantee you, after having said this on your show, you're going to hear so many people say, oh, yeah, now, now they want to boycott. Now the, you know, now the, the Republicans want to boycott when they said all along, nope, you shouldn't do that. Boycott, disinvestment, uh, uh, you know, sanctioning. Shouldn't do all that, BDS. No, I, I agree with that. But companies that want to step out and put their voice out there and get behind one side or the other, then they need to hear from the other side. Well, you know, I said this. I, I told my wife, we, we went to a place uh, here in Jacksonville uh, after Mayor Curry had lifted the mandate for the mask. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know he had a mandate in place for a while, and it's a, it was the law there that it were. Right. Well, he lifted it. But we went into a restaurant, and a restaurant said, no, you got to wear a mask here, but you don't have to wear one when you sit down, which is three feet away from where we order. Yeah. And I said, isn't that being you know ridiculous? I'm not going to do that, and, and I'm, I can't serve you. So I told my wife, okay, we'll take our business elsewhere. With the manager come running over to find out what was going on, right. and, and he looked upset, and he should be. Because that's how you vote in this country. That's right. You vote with, with your, your feet. You vote with your feet. If, and your dollars. Yeah. If you go to a place and and you say to them, you go in and you see some uh, all this trans stuff or all this stuff saying stuff that is really offensive to you as a believer, uh, you should say, hey, uh, why don't you support Christian rights? Why, why do you have no, you know, you don't have that in here. And you say, you know what, we think we'll take our business elsewhere. Because yeah. that's how you vote in this country. People listen when money talks. It's just the practical way that you let people know. But if enough people start letting their voices be known, 
then I agree. I think, I think, but the problem is a lot of Christians don't do it. They're afraid of being divisive and, and try, and it's not being divisive to stand up for truth. No, it's not. And, uh, certainly, certainly the disciples and the apostles didn't believe that either. Yeah. Well, they stood up. They stood up and they died for their beliefs. You know, that's why that's why I jokingly tell people, "Hey, all they do is talk bad about me." What, what, you what, know, when I stand up for the truth. Well, you won't. I I, I want to. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I heard you say these, so I feel like I can say them. Okay. Because I know you probably won't say this, but uh, I mean, you might. But I I just want people to know that we have a man serving up in Washington who will not bow to the culture. And I've had conversations with him about all these issues, and we need to pray for our brother. Uh, and and Congressman Rutherford is the kind of guy we need to support because he's not going to bow to the culture on the LGBTQ. He's not going to bow to the culture on other things that are going to be harmful to us as believers. And one of the reasons I like having him on the program is so you can hear from him you can pray for him because he needs your prayer. We need to be like uh, Aaron and and her, you know, holding up the hands of Moses uh, right. so that our brother can go up there and can represent us because we live in a representative uh, society where we get to elect. A lot of countries don't have this benefit. Right. And I think we take it for granted, Congressman, right. sometimes. Well, and, and look, let me make this clear, too. I, I don't want anybody to be um, uh, discriminated against, but don't discriminate against me either because I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. If, if by that discrimination force me to accept things or say things that I that are not that don't square with my faith, you know, and and so uh, can I push back on you a little bit? Because no, don't ahead. don't we discriminate every day? I mean, we we make discriminating choices every day. It's what we deem appropriate or not. And I think right. for me, the issue is as we it, nobody should be discriminated against because of their skin color. That right. I mean that that is right. that is a God ordained thing that that people get from God. It's the way He made them. When right. when you talk about an LGBTQ person. These are these are choices. These are behavioral choices or identification choices. Right. And those things are not like skin color. They try to make it. They try to make it like that. And so to me, that do you discriminate against a murderer? Yes. A murderer doesn't have the same rights as everybody else. Why? And based on what he does. Exactly. And God's word says that these things go against my design and they're an abomination to me. And as believers, I think we have failed to adequately speak truthfully to these things. And, and we, like you said earlier, we put our children and our grandchildren at risk because we're not being like Ezekiel. We're not standing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not. And so I, I, I I say that respectfully to you just to say, I don't mind being discriminatory against things that need to be discriminated against. Well, I, I, I think it's a little different when you talk about uh, in the in the legal world. Well, that's true. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm I'm never going to uh, admit or sanction what they do. I'm never going to say that you're you're right 
you ha- you have a right to be uh, you know whatever you want to be. That, that is like we were joking earlier. You know, I I don't you know when I was fifty years old, I didn't have the right to say I'm I'm now sixty. I want to be I want to be viewed as sixty five so I can get Social Security and, and everybody would laugh you right out of the office. Yeah, are you crazy? Yeah, no. Uh, you know, if my 15-year-old granddaughter said uh, said that she was, uh, you know, she wants to identify as, as 21 so she can drink, no, she, that doesn't work. And, and so you are what you are. And, and uh, Yeah, I can't identify never, as an NFL player get, either. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> you know, as right. much as I'd like to be one. Yeah. Well, well, listen, our time has come to an end. And uh, I just, uh, as we as we go out again, I want to. How can people get in touch with you if they want to ask a question or great, great? great listen, go to our website rutherford.house.gov, rutherford.house.gov, and and if you ever have a question about why I took a vote a particular way, call us. Let us know. I, I'll get back to you. Uh, that's that's really the best way to communicate with us, and um, or. Come see me in the office over on Salisbury Road. Yeah. You know, I love to love to sit down and chat with folks. Well, thank you for, for giving us some time today. Thank you for serving up there. And uh, I just encourage you, if, uh, if you want to go back and listen to this program in its entirety, you can go to SWATradio.com, uh, SWATradio.com, and just click on the past programs link and listen to it. It should be posted here within an hour. We probably will not be able to share it via facebook and our social media because it'll have his name in it and they have just been really hard to get that out there but hopefully we'll change that right congressman all right hey no, we're working on yeah that. hey keep him lifted up in your prayers tomorrow taylor and i'll be back we're going to talk about some of these things that we talked about today and uh, you can feel free to join us hey thanks for listening to swat radio keeping us on the air we'll be back tomorrow with more of swat radio If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual